several ways. That's all we're going to say about that. Take your Bible this morning. Go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. So, is it on? Can you hear me? Good. Proverbs chapter 1 and uh, verse 5. And the Bible says this, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Now that's, in the Bible, that's true. Sometimes the opposite of what the Bible says is just as true. And so therefore the antithesis would be a, a, a foolish man wouldn't hear, it wouldn't increase learning, a man without understanding uh, wouldn't attain unto wise counsels. And that's what's going on in the world today. Everybody's wise in their own conceit. And the Bible says there's more hope of a, in a fool than them. Uh, we're going to look at this. Uh, well, that verse, our text will be our verse. Uh, let me just say that I like Sunday school. I believe in Sunday school. I believe in, in the importance of this hour. Amen. At every level. Uh, I know I travel a little bit, and uh, I know Christians that wouldn't darken the door of a church during the 10 o'clock service that are faithful at 11 o'clock. And somewhere we got, kind of got the idea that Sunday school is for children, and it is. And I'm all for age-appropriate teaching for the children that they may grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But I think Sunday school is important, unless, of course... As an adult, as a mature Christian, you know everything. You know everything already. That doesn't mean you get to sleep in an extra hour. That means you need to let the pastor know that you're willing to teach a Sunday school class because what you know, surely the rest would uh, benefit from. I, uh, I got saved in jail. Did you know that? Okay, no. And, uh, and uh, I was at, uh, at church early on, the first couple of months, I'm standing out there between the Sunday school hour and the, um, and the morning service. I'm standing downstairs. I probably still had a ponytail then. I don't know. And uh, very new Christian. And uh, I'm standing there. And, and the kids were released from Sunday school class. And there was a couple of children standing there next to by where I was because the adults were a little standoffish and for a while. And uh, they're talking, I don't know what they were talking about. They were talking about Bible stuff I never heard of in my life. You know, Abimelech, you know. I mean, I knew about Jonah and the whale and stuff, you know. Noah and the ark. And uh, what they were saying made me realize that scripturally, I was the dumbest person in the building. I was 38 years old by then, former paratrooper in the United States Army. Been around the block more than a few times. But scripturally, biblically, I didn't know anything. So I did what some don't do, should do. I shut my mouth and opened my ears and made up my mind that I am going to avail myself to every bit of teaching I can get. Amen. So I went to Sunday school. And I'm glad that it was emphasized the importance of this hour. I'll tell you something about Christianity these days and nothing you don't already know. But uh, if you're faithful in a church that'll commit to you the word of God like you get it here Amen. and don't take it for granted, if you'll submit yourself to that teaching, you can't help but learn something. I'd say this, in 10 years, you'll know more Bible than some people have been out there 20th, say 20 or 30 years Amen. that are nice people that love Jesus, all that. 
but they're not getting the doctrine that you're going to get. Sunday school is important. Welcome to Sunday school. Let's pray. Father, thank you for grace. Thank you for churches that still do this. Everybody doesn't. Thank you, God, for an opportunity to gather around the word of God. And Father, I pray that you'd meet with us this morning. I pray you let me say something, be a help and blessing, encouragement, set the stage for the message to come. Thank you for everyone that's here. And uh, I love you, Lord. And I pray that you just uh, be pleased with us and bless this effort. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. All right, so a uh, question was posed, and, uh, and I'll read the response. Why are so many Christians biblically illiterate? You don't have to be biblically literate to get saved. You have to have enough honesty within yourself to admit that you are a hell-deserving sinner. I came to that place in the Montgomery County Jail. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know anything about versions of the Bible. I didn't know anything about the doctrines of the Bible. But I was honest enough to admit that I'm a sinner, and if hell's real, I'm going there. And I said, whoa, 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 on the street, I think I'm a tough guy. I'm honest enough to admit I ain't tough enough for that. And I called on the Lord Jesus Christ. I never thought I'd get out of jail. Never thought I would avoid all that prison time. And, and, and so I got saved because so I wouldn't end up going to hell. It didn't have anything to do with anything in this life. And boy, did I get more than I bargained for. Lord is good. It's good. But the question is this. Why are so many Christians biblically illiterate? And it, uh, so whoever wrote this, uh, most Christians know enough about the Bible to be dangerous. Amen. Judge not, lest you be judged. <laughs> that's a battle cry and a charismatic. A little wine for thy stomach set, you know. That's about the depth, the spiritual depth of a whole lot of people. And some of them, I don't doubt they're really saved. Amen. But there's so much more to, to Christianity than just being saved. Amen. Uh, Bible sales in America is a massive industry. $2.5 billion. This is about four years ago. And yet it is the best seller few read and fewer understand. Amen? One can strip it down, twist it, misread it, subtract from it, supplement it, and even overrule it. And unfortunately, 90% of most congregations won't even know. People open versions of the Bible and read along and that numerically there's verses missing. And they don't even, that doesn't even ring a bell. That doesn't strike anybody as being trained. It'll go from a verse and skip a verse. And, you know, nobody even questions that. Amen. I mean, when I was on the street all them years, if I was going to try to pull a con, I would have at least renumbered it. Amen. But it just goes to show you, man, people don't know. They're ignorant about it. Uh, Bible, American Bible Christians uh, no longer know the Bible. The evidence is overpowering. That contemporary Christianity is, you guys are like this, Bible-ish. I hate that. Uh, Nine-ish, 12-ish, everything's ish. I've got, you know, I'm glad I was raised in a day and age where everything was just real cut and dried. Okay, but, but for the sake of you younger people, it, it, uh, the American Christians are Bible-ish in most cases. I'm not talking about to the lost world. I understand them. They're lost. It's Christians I don't understand sometimes. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Brother Rue, you were brought in here for no other reason than to amen me this morning. Amen. Okay, there is another reason, but that would be nice. Amen. Uh, Bible-ish at best and Bible-less 
Amen. Uh, to, to an astonishing degree. Everybody has an opinion about the Bible. Notice. Uh, politicians attempt to use the Bible when they're running for election. That makes me want to vomit. Amen. Uh, uh, Grammy Award winners or Oscar, whatever all that is. Uh, I've seen, I, I've heard people say, it's my faith that got me too. And I'm thinking, I saw you in a movie where you, and I won't even go into it. Amen. But everybody knows to use the Bible when it's appropriate to them. Hollywood once in a while makes up movies about Bible themes. Amen. Let me just tell you, when I got saved in jail, immediately I remembered that I saw a movie in my youth called The Ten Commandments. And Charlton Heston did a great job as Moses. Amen. And, uh, and uh, when I got out of jail, the first thing I did was went to a video store over on Linden Avenue, and I bought two VHS. It was that long of a movie. The ten, it was 30 bucks. That was a lot of money when you're like out on bail. And, uh, and I watched it and I watched it and I thought that was really great and that's all I knew and I thought, and then I got reading my Bible going, Lord, I got a couple things wrong there. Amen. And uh, the best part was that Pharaoh uh, did get washed out with the rest of them. But, uh, uh, but then they came out with this movie called Noah. And yeah, that's really good. You're all gonna pretend that none of you ever saw it, and I know better, so like, just be honest about it. And that was the most ridiculous yeah. abomination that I ever saw, and it didn't even attempt to follow the Bible. But it probably made money because people that claim to be Christian, oh, a Bible theme, and they don't, wow, I never realized that those rocks were actually angels, blah, blah, blah. Make me wanna, make me. <laughs> Here's the problem, here's the problem. Most uh, American Christians are oblivious to the Bible's basic content, meaning, and message. Uh, in England, years ago, several years ago, a survey revealed about one-third of British parents, saved and lost, uh, thought Harry Potter was a thematic plot line uh, from the Bible. <laughs> really? Amen. Uh, the Bible is, is not held in esteem it once was 150 years ago. Uh, though Abraham Lincoln was not a member of any church, I don't know if he is saved or not, but he valued uh, the Bible as an authority in America so much that he quoted it four times in his second inaugural address. Amen. Uh, say all that to say this. We've come a long way, baby. <laughs> A long way, the wrong way. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about, uh, our text said this, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. Now you're here at the Sunday school hour, uh, Lord willing to increase learning a little bit. And uh, when I started going to church and, uh, and uh, out, you know, out on bond, I didn't know nothing, but I figured if I get, if I can absorb 10%, of what they're talking about, I'll know more than I would have if I'd have stayed home. Yeah. Now that's exactly right. And I just kept going and you just keep going. Say, well, a lot of that's over my head. Don't worry, I've been reading this book 32 years and a lot of it's still over my head. Amen. But I know more than I did 20 years ago. Right. I know more than I know 10 years ago. Amen. So we're talking about increasing learning. Number one, take your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter three. Now we're gonna give you some tips on how to increase learning. And I hate to do this, but I need to know where's the pastor. I need to know what time you want me to stop. What time is it now? <laughs> Everything's a negotiation with Navy guys, you know that? It's 20, it's 10, 20. 
Hey, when Jerry rings the bell. I have a bell. Good, because I will take out my hearing aid and will not hear that bell. All right, 2 Timothy, you're wasting my time. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, familiar verse. To many of you. And, uh, and it's a good verse because they're all, all good. So anyway, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 16, the Bible says this. We're talking about the Bible. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, uh, for instruction uh, in righteousness. Amen. All right, that's a boatload right there. Uh, so if you're New Testament saved by grace, that only means, no, it says all scripture. It means all scripture. And I had it broke down to me early, early on. Uh, uh, all scripture uh, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable uh, for doctrine. Uh, the Bible will tell you the road you're supposed to be on doctrinally. All right? It'll tell you where you're supposed to be, where New Testament Christians saved by grace through faith. And then it says for proof. And that Bible will give you warnings that you're getting off road, getting you off track. Amen? Amen. And then it says uh, for correction. Uh, that Bible will not only give you the road you're supposed to be on, it'll warn you when you're getting off track and it'll tell you how to get back on track. That's what correction means. And then it says for instruction and righteousness. I tell you what, if you'll stick with that book, it'll help keep you on track. Amen. That's a lot. We overlook it. We quote the verse. That's a lot right there. In other words, all the Bible is for us. Doctrinally, it may not. It is not all to us, but it's all important because it's, all, it's been given by inspiration of God. And uh, so here's how we know how to navigate that thing. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says this. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, it occurred to me uh, uh, that if you're not rightly dividing the word of truth, you're wrongly dividing the word of truth. And that gets dangerous. Amen. That, you get that, uh, that's not the message today, but that's the reason for a lot of stuff that uh, doesn't line up with what your Bible says. And what my Bible says what makes it more important than ever to know what the Bible says. All right, so the purpose of rightly dividing is so you can figure out who's talking. And then figure out, you know this, who they're talking to. And then last of all, then you look at what they're saying. Amen. But if you don't establish who they are and who they were sent to and who they're talking to, how do you know if what they're saying applied to you or not? Here's what we do to get, to get away from that. We just uh, quote the verse, and not we, but, uh, and say, well, this is what that means. Let me tell you something about the word of God. It means what it says. Amen. Rightly divided. <laughs> All right. It isn't deep. It isn't hard. We're hard. Hard headed. Amen. All right. So uh, uh, we're talking about number one way to increase learning is by heeding instruction. All scriptures given by inspiration. It says in Proverbs 19 and verse 27, cease my son uh, to hear the instruction that causes uh, to err from the words of knowledge. Boy, we live in the information age, boy. I mean, people that have never read a book cover to cover, well, get on the internet and surf. <laughs> Web surf. That doesn't even sound appealing to me. Amen. I think there's more sharks on the web than there are in the ocean. Amen. And uh, they'll, they'll bite you and you don't even know it. Amen. But it'll come out. Uh, there's plenty of instruction out there all right, already. All right. But... It won't be instruction in righteousness. All those information channels may be interesting, but they can be very, very dangerous. 
I had a guy try to sell me on some conspiracy thing once uh, in a church in upstate New York. Uh, and he said, Brother Spurgeon, have you ever thought about this? And I know right where he's going. I know right where he's headed. And I didn't respond. I just looked at him. And he said, he perceived that I wasn't on board. He said, no, no, it's documented. It's documented. You can read this. So that's how he, you know, justified this goofy stuff. And I uh, said something else, I had a little more to get me, oh, wow. And I didn't, oh, wow. And, uh, and he said it again, it's documented. And after the third time, I said, hold on, brother. I go, let me ask you a question. You actually believe everything you read on the internet? That's when he figured out I wasn't, you know, pro whatever he was selling. I said, if I knew my Bible as well as you know all that garbage, I'd be a better preacher. And if you knew your Bible as well as you know all that internet junk, you'd be a better Christian. And I fear that might go for somebody in here this morning. You need to get your nose out of all that other foolishness and get it back in that book. Now, you add stuff, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, our thirst for knowledge is, uh, is, uh, is uh, not including what we should be doing to increase learning about the most important thing there is, what God's got to say about it. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you, say it again. Your pastor says it all the time. It's true. We believe it. The only infallible thing that was ever written is the King James Bible. Amen. All right, so thank God for it. Bible said a wise man will hear and will increase learning. Uh, Dr. Ruckman used to say, uh, you better get back to the Bible or you'll end up back in the jungle. And if you wonder about whether or not that's true, just uh, look at any news channel any of them. And we're back in the jungle, friend. Yeah. Amen. All right, now take your Bible, go to James chapter 1. Now we're talking about increased learning. And uh, number one would be uh, just the heat instruction. I know that's deep, you know. But uh, it is that simple. Heat instruction. Nobody wants to be told what to do. Uh, listen, you weren't born near as smart as you think you are. <laughs> Amen. And you may have some wisdom, but you need instruction. You hear me? All right, number two, James chapter one. And that says this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Uh, listen, uh, you, can, uh, you can claim to believe uh, 2 Timothy 2, uh, 16, all scriptures given by inspiration. You can claim to believe that. And uh, you can wave your King James Bible and tell me you believe it cover to cover. But if you're, if you're not applying it, the Bible says you deceive your own self. Number one way you increase learning is by, is by instruction, heeding instruction. But number two is application. You've got to put it where it belongs. Uh, verse 23 in James chapter 1 says, For if any, be, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. In a glass. What you see in a mirror is yourself. All right? Now this is deep. Little science project. The closer you get to the mirror, the bigger your old ugly head gets. Just talking to the men now, because I know, well, that would offend some men I know probably. Uh, but the closer you get to the mirror, uh, the more obscure everything behind you. When you look at a mirror, you see what's behind you, right? Yeah. You see yourself. And the closer you get, the bigger you get, and the more obscure everything uh, behind you uh, gets. Amen. And, uh, and it says this in John chapter 3 and verse 30, John uh, well, John the Baptist is quoted and saying, he must increase, but I must increase. I submit to you this morning that the bigger you get 
in your own eyes, the smaller he gets. It's been said, it should be said probably every week. It ain't about you, friend. It's about Jesus Christ. And, uh, and the more it gets about you, maybe you need to be reminded of this, the less it's about him. Amen. Uh, somebody said it like this. It ain't heliocentricity or geocentricity. It's meocentricity. We have a tendency to believe we're the center of the universe. You could not be more wrong. Amen. And I'll tell you, the evidence of that is it goes in one ear and right out the other. And if you're ever going to get any smart, you can fake it till you make it. But you ain't going to increase learning. And boys, there's some Christians I know, I hope I am not in line behind at the judgment seat of Christ because they're going to be there a long time. Now let that soak in, and I'm sure your pastor will address that at some point. Amen. And uh, it says this in uh, James chapter, did I lose you guys? What's up? Okay, good. And James chapter 1 verse 24, it says, For he beholdeth himself. This is the guy beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Truth of the matter is, we clean up nice, don't we? I mean, I'm going to tell you what, the danger of forgetting what you were is you'll forget what manner of man it took to redeem you. You'll forget what Jesus Christ had to do, what God gave, uh, what Jesus Christ submitted himself to to make a way for you to get saved. Right, and you don't want to forget that. You don't want to forget that. Amen. It is to the shame of God's people how quickly we forget what we were before the sweet Holy Spirit of God drew us to Calvary. Amen. And uh, so the question might arise, why does that happen so easily and so often? And it's because we, and when I say we, I'm talking about King James Bible believers. I'm not talking about uh, what good would that do? I'm talking about us, to us, and the reason we get off track so much is because we become hearers, sermon audio, live stream, soaking it in and not putting it into practice. Amen. I'd rather hear one message, one message that spoke to my heart that I could apply than fill up 27 notebooks. Amen. That's where we're at. Amen. We better get something so we can apply it. i tell you what. We become hearers and not doers, and we are not going to increase learning. We'll increase something. But it won't be the right thing. Take your Bible, go to Proverbs 24. I'm trying to hurry. It's never worked yet, but I'm still trying. <laughs> Actually, it's going fine, I guess. We'll get there. Proverbs 24. If that isn't what I said, that is what I meant. Verse 30. Now we're talking about increase learning. Right? Yeah. All right, verse 30, it says this. I went by the field of the slothful and the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Uh, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles that covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Now, this is what he saw. And, uh, and it said, well, verse 32, it said, Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received what? We're talking about increasing learning. He uh, increased learning by, uh, by observation. By observation. Amen. Listen, I went to infantry school in 1971, 
Every one of my drill instructors had done at least one tour uh, in the infantry in Vietnam, and we were all slated to go, and uh, boy, I didn't like uh, being in the swamps in Fort Polk, Louisiana. I didn't like being out there, but I'll tell you this, uh, those guys made it real clear that to, for you to survive over there, you better listen to what we're telling you right now. And I wasn't a good soldier, and I was a... Uh, 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 want to be hippie in 1971, went in the military just to get away from my mom and dad and, and get out there and have some fun. But I'll tell you what, I had enough sense to pay attention in school because <laughs> I wanted to survive. Our survival depended on observation, upon learning. Amen. Now listen, the God of this world, you know what I'm talking about? The God of this world has us wired not to pay attention. Hey, to focus on some battery-powered, high-definition screen that just seems to keep on. I can't keep up with none of it. I am 10 years behind on every kind of technology, and before I even begin to figure it out, they change everything. Amen. And uh, that's no, uh, that's no uh, accident. And uh, amen. Listen. I got to buy a lot of gas in evangelism. I pull into gas stations and a video, I do the thing and get it in, somebody's talking to me. And I'm going, what? I turn around. And it, there's commercials on the gas pump. I, who wants to, what? So here's what I realized. I'm sitting there and they're talking, and I look around. And all the other people at all the other gas pumps, you know what they're doing? They got their nozzle in the car, and they're staring at that thing. And I said, man, somebody got pull in here, go in that store with a double-barreled shotgun, rob the whole place, and 15 people out there fueling wouldn't even know it because they're so focused. Amen. I don't, don't ask me why I think that way. It's just that it occurred to me. Amen. I'm going to say millennial, and uh, I'm probably out of date there, and I'm not doing it to be ugly. But I heard a, uh, I'm not. Even though it was really fun picking on millennials for a few years, amen, uh, I don't do that anymore. But uh, I heard a thing, I heard a thing, uh, uh, you ever try to drive 100 miles to church on Sunday morning and find something about Jesus Christ on the radio worth listening to? It is very frustrating. I ended up listening to some program driving out, maybe Cincinnati, about business. And some business guy that was in charge of hiring was uh, given all the pros and cons about things that had absolutely no application to me whatsoever, but it was more interesting than kumbaya. So that's all I'm going to say. And then, uh, and he's saying, well, the problem with this generation, whatever generation that is, he said they're extremely tech savvy, way more than, you know, us old people, except for your pastor because he was in the Navy. And, uh, and, uh, and so they're very tech savvy and they're not starting at ground zero. They're starting out at a level where, you know, some of us will never get to. And, uh, and there's no doubt about that. And that's very important in this day and age. But here's what the guy, the business guy said. They lack social skills, they lack people skills. They can take a device, whatever it is, and, and, and just off the chart be efficient, but if you try to get them in a one-on-one -on -one interview, they're uncomfortable with looking you in the eye and conversing. Amen. And that's true. Amen. So there's a pro and con to this thing. I'm telling you, I'm not against technology. Well, that's another message. 
Amen. I'm not against, I understand how things are going and it all ain't evil and, and things like that. But I'm telling you this, if you're going to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in this day and age, you're going to have to have some people skills. I exhibited mine on the street yesterday. That's another story. Amen. Uh, but uh, the Bible says a wise man will hear uh, and will increase learning. And so uh, number one what was what? Because I'm getting older. Number one was instruction and then application and then observation. And then, uh, and then uh, Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13, look at verse 20. And the Bible says this, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Uh, let me tell you something. You'll increase learning by association. Amen. By association. You learn from other people. Period. That's all there is to it. Whether you want to or not, you're going to uh, be affected by the crowd you hang around. So whether what you learn is wise or foolish or good or evil, I guess that's up to you, isn't it? That's what the Bible insinuates. Psalm 119 and verse 63 says, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. <laughs> Can I tell you, that's the way to go right there. That's why I believe the church is important. That's, what I, that's why I believe we get an opportunity to gather around, whether it's a graduation ceremony or whatever it is, uh, uh, some kind of celebration at church. We're not just punching the clock on Sunday morning. Amen. Uh, we need the association with other Christians. Amen. The Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. And let's face it, some of us are pretty dull. And I include myself in that. Styrofoam don't sharpen nothing. Listen, I carry, I carry $300 Benchmade knife. And if all I did was open mail and cut cups and shave plastic with that, that knife would be dull in no time, no matter what the quality is. Same with us. Okay, it was 285. I see the looks. Listen, I can't own guns. I'm a convicted felon, so I have a nice pocket knife. Come on, would you begrudge me that? Amen. Amen. You hang around phony plastic Christians, King James Bible believers saved, eternally secured, right and divine. You spend more time hanging around phony plastic Christians, and they'll dull you. You're going to have to. Well, I don't want to say come down to their level. I'm not trying to make it sound like we're better than anybody. We're not. Maybe we're worse. Amen. I come up with all this because I need this a lot. Amen. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And another way that you'll increase learning, you'll grow, is by association. Amen. It's important to hang around other people that, uh, well, I don't, I'll probably get ahead of myself. I've studied so much things in the last 24 hours, and I don't remember what made it to the message. But uh, we're to provoke one another unto right. love and unto good works, not the other way. Amen? Amen. Nod your head. Amen. This is going to be a tough one, Brother Chris. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. This rough crowd, but no, not really. Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30. And uh, verse 27. 1040, I think we're doing okay. Genesis 30 and verse 27, And Laban uh, uh, said unto them, I pray thee, if I found favor in thine eyes, tarry. Look what it says. 
For I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Amen. And uh, so it says, I've learned by experience. Now here, here's the way this goes. Everybody values experience. That's what's wrong about a young person. Young person wants to pursue anything, career, or even get a job, and the first thing they want to know is what kind of experience you have. And if you don't have an experience, they want to know what kind of education you have. Amen. Because everybody values experience. So when you don't have any, and you can't get any, because you don't have any, on the street, in the old days, we called that a trick bag. Amen. That's a no-win situation. Amen. Here's what I'm saying. Experience is important. And God knows that, so he makes a way for you to get it. Romans chapter 5, I'll just read it to you. Verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. You'll, uh, you'll gain, you'll increase learning by, by instruction and application, and uh, I already forgot the other one, observation, and I'm not going to go back, but also tribulation. Sometimes you just got to learn by learning things the hard way. By going to, that's not preferable, but that's just how it is. Experience comes from tribulation. That's learning things the hard way. I'm more impressed by a mechanic that's got busted knuckles, maybe a muffler burn on his arm and somebody with a certificate on the wall. Yeah. Amen? Because, uh, or somebody that, oh yes, I know all about that because I watched the YouTube video. <laughs> And amen, there's a, they all, I'm not even preaching against getting a certificate or watching the video. But there's no, there's no substitution for experience. Amen. And sometimes you're gonna have to get out there. You know, if you're ever gonna get any experience, you're gonna have to admit you don't know everything already. And you're gonna have to go there and give it a try. And you're gonna bust some knuckles. And you're gonna make some mistakes. And you're gonna fix some things that ain't as fixed as you hoped that they would be. And you're gonna have to fix them again. And that's how you gain experience. Amen, Brother Mike? Amen. So the Lord's got all kinds of ways uh, for us to increase learning. And it says in our text that a wise man will increase learning. And I, you know, I was a dumb guy, I was a foolish man for a long time. And uh, then I had enough sense to get saved. And the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And, uh, but I realized that because God had given us this book, uh, I didn't have to settle for just being saved and thank God there's more to this than that. Now there's nothing more important than that, but there's more to being a consecrated Christian because as you increase learning, you can become a vessel that God can use to help somebody else get saved. All right. So uh, 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 now let me. We're talking about uh, 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 observation, tribulation. Let me just say this: you can learn from other people's mistakes. You better learn from your own, or you'll just keep making them until you do. Uh, but you can learn from other people's mistakes. Let me just say it like this: there are plenty of mistakes to be made. Amen. Oh, we don't even know how many. So when you hear a preacher, preacher, you hear somebody give a testimony about what to not to do. Hey, dummy! Don't do it! Yeah, right. oh, there are so many people running around that would be a testimony to like, yeah, well, he was right. Yeah, he's right! <laughs> be creative! Make new mistakes! Make your own mistakes! Yeah. Quit making the same ones the rest of us made. <laughs> Amen? Amen? All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, heed the warnings. And, and uh, I almost said last of all, but you're not supposed to lie in church. Or anywhere else. Can I get an amen? 
All right, take your Bible, go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. I'm having more fun than some of y'all. My wife is walking out on this. And you, she wrote it. What's up with that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 11. Now we're talking about ways that you can increase learning. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, uh, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Amen. You know, if you don't learn by any of these other ways, God's got another way. It's called correction. You know, obviously everybody's favorite. Amen. Uh, but it does mean this. It means you're his. Amen. Amen. I'd be worried if you just keep going your own way and, uh, and you get away with it. Because it means you don't know him. He don't know you. And uh, that's a terrible, terrifying place to be. Amen. Amen. Uh, it says in, in Hebrews 12, verse 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth. It says, every son, every son whom he receiveth. Now, that means some of you right now thinking you're going to be the exception. You got some reason. Uh, you know you've done this, done that been here, been there, and somehow you think that you've got conduct going in your, on in your life that's not okay with God, and you're going to be the exception because you worked this thing all on your head. I'm telling you, that Bible says every, and you're not going to be the exception. You're going to be an illustration. And believe me, we don't need any more illustrations. we got plenty of material. Amen. Be an illustration of somebody that just made up their mind they're going to do it right. Amen. We'll brag on you. We'll brag on Jesus Christ because you Amen. did right. Amen. Uh, listen, you know, I know people right now, come, some come to mind, I meet them all the time, uh, that are Christians and they'll tell you they're saved and, uh, and uh, they're not anywhere near where they should be and that's not my opinion and I'm not being condescending, but I got a Bible that tells us where we ought to be and uh, we're not all at the same place. That's ridiculous. We're not, a first grader is not where a 12th grader is. And a teacher would know and God knows. And, but I'm telling you something. I know people that claim to be saved. And the only indication that they might really be saved is because everything they put their hand to falls apart. And that's God. Because if you can just do whatever you want to do and get away with it, you're going to have a big, major, rude awakening when it gets to eternity. Amen, amen. Do yourself a favor. Learn from the correction. Amen. And here's where I say, last of all, okay, I'm not going to go through it again, mainly because I forgot the list already. And <laughs> regeneration. Amen. Regeneration. It says this in 2 Timothy 3 and 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Boy, that's the United States right now, isn't it? Uh, uh, let your all off said this, education without regeneration is damnation. And we live in a nation where people are too smart for their own good. They ain't got enough sense to get saved. They don't have enough sense to have basic, basic decent, decency standards or respect that lost people had 50 years ago. That's what Brother Mike was trying to say. Amen. And uh, I'm going to tell you, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory uh, both now and forever. Amen. So let me just ask you before I get out of the way, do you know him? Amen. Because the smartest thing you'll ever do is to get your sins forgiven. Amen. And we live in a country, especially in America, and uh, especially in this information age, I mean, like I say, I give you a list of people that profit uh, from uh, 
uh, Bible stuff, whether it's a movie or dropping the Lord's name, and, and, and knowing about Jesus Christ is no big thing in America. Amen. Knowing him right here. That Bible said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth a confession is made unto salvation. And we've fallen for the religious baloney that, dear Jesus, I'm going to tell you what, you better get a hold of something in your heart right now. He went to the cross to make a way for your sins to be forgiven. Amen. And until you get that, all this other... So if you're in here and you're not saved, please don't leave that way. If you're in here and you're not saved, you're not sure. There's plenty of people to ask, talk to. Amen. But for the most of you, the rest of you, amen. It's pray the Lord that it's possible for us to increase learning. And it doesn't. Sometimes people go off to Bible school. It doesn't involve that. It doesn't require that. If God didn't, what it requires is for you opening this book that you wave around and claim to believe. Father, thank you for this hour. Pray that you bless all that follows. And thank you for the privilege standing in this pulpit again. And uh, I love you. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Take a break.